0: Hello, and welcome. I'm so tired of this. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm begging you for a way out.
1: I'm here with my brother Artemis.
0: Really, Bartleby, this has to come to an end.
1: We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks in a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. It's not too late to stop planning an exit strategy. You're listening to Metacosmos.
0: Please, Bartleby. There has to be another way. Another way for what? Whatever it is you're getting out of this, this whole process, I'm sure we can find a way for you to release this energy without involving me in this hobby. This is not just
1: a hobby, Artemis. This is, this is like, perhaps one of the most important endeavors that we're ever going to do in our sock lives. I doubt that. No, really. Like, right now, there's, At least one person listening to the show. And they wrote in to tell me, Ross says that he wanted me to tell you, Artemis, that he actually is listening to the show. He wanted you to know that. Does he know that it might
0: not be a good idea to out himself as someone who listens to this nonsense? No, I don't think he does. Should we tell him? Um, I think he might be cluing into it just about now at this moment.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. See, this is camaraderie because, like, you're embarrassed to do the show and then Ross can be embarrassed to listen and then he can tell all of his friends and they can all join in and we can feel like some sort of, like, commiseration for our ennui.
0: Oh, Bartleby, I don't think anything's
1: going to help my ennui at this point. Well, I've got some news for you, Artemis. What's that? You gotta maybe, like, step up your ennui game. What do you mean? Well, here, I'm gonna give you something to really feel ennui about. Okay. Did you know about Project 2025? It's like a plan to, like, disassemble all of the governmental functions that people who don't like government don't like when they get themselves into government in the future. Like, the near future. Ooh.
0: Bartleby, no, no. I draw the line, no politics, we don't talk about that. Do you remember what happened the last time you wanted to do an episode about politics?
1: You didn't fare out very well. No, no, this is not about politics. No, it's more about like that there's like a bunch of like people who are trying to like implement fascism around the world. And that's, I don't know if that's politics. Like it's almost like anti-politics in a way. Or
0: maybe it's just pure politics. That's what it is. It's all of the government removed from the democracy elements, the parts I like, and just emphasizing the politics parts where
1: everyone owes each other favors. Or they fear that they're going to be killed off because betrayal and whatnot in a game of power. Yes,
0: precisely. It is the antithesis of everything that a government
1: can and should be. You don't have to tell me that, but did you know that, like, There's a bunch of people in, like, countries all over the world spread out, not, like, the whole thing, but disparately. And they're like, oh, no, we have to get in the way of all these weak-minded people who are becoming so considerate of each other. And humanity's getting too soft, and we better, like, implement some fascism. Real quick, ASAP, before the Ice Age gets here. Is that what they think is going on? Yeah, yeah, because they're worried that the Ice Age is going to get here and a bunch of softy, considerate humans won't be ready to deal with it. Is that how you interpret this? Oh, for sure. Because they're like, oh, Mike makes right, and strength knows how to rule, and we need some strong dudes ruling, and I just might be that dude. That's like the fantasy. Okay, then. Yeah, they want to, like, make sure that their fascist ideals are put in place, because they think maybe if they are, they'll stop the Ice Age or something, or, like, make the Ice Age awesome, or, I don't know if they think it that far into the future, to be honest. But, yeah, they think that, like, their fascism is, like, some sort of, like, a natural order, and it's, like, the way the world works. But those guys are, like, really, really, really into Rome. Like, a lot. Uh-huh. Baltaby I'm not so sure where this is going. Oh, trust me. Trust me. Okay, so check it out. So they think that they want to, like, return the world to some old order where might makes right. And the thing is that, like, they think that that's, like, the old ways and it dates back to ancient times. But it doesn't. It Well, it does in a way, like, metaphorically, because it dates back to their own ancient times when they were, like, you know... Like two, three, four years old, and their big brother took their favorite truck and was like, Yeah, give me that. And then, like, pushed them. And they were like, Oh my gosh, that's not fair. When I get bigger, I'm going to take all the trucks because that's what I think the world is. Might makes right. And they don't know that humanity is like a group effort and it's gotten successful. Because of the cooperation. Oh, indeed. It's through
0: working together. It's the way that humans as a sociable animal are made to have facial expressions and all of the characteristics that are for working together as a union. And it's hardly a major competition so much as a group collaborative effort.
1: Yeah, but those little tiny babies that grow up feeling like, man, I didn't get my favorite truck. Because I wasn't big enough. Well, they go off to preschool. And then when they get to preschool, they're like, it's payback time. There's a little kid that's smaller than me. And so they're like, I'm going to come up to them. And I'm going to say, hey, give me, give me that truck. And then they take it. And, and then the preschool teacher comes up and is like, oh, that's not okay. We've got to share say you're sorry, and then so, they like, begrudgingly say they're sorry, and then the whole time, they're like, they're giving them the stink eye, and being like, "Oh, they took the truck that's rightfully mine, and I'm bigger, so it should be mine, what is this? And then they kind of grow up, and they have, like, this super duper resentment towards their preschool teacher, because they think that their preschool teacher did them wrong, because the, the world was supposed to be that they were bigger, so they got the stuff they wanted, And the preschool teacher implemented some sort of rules that they don't think are the real rules for how the world works. And so that's why they're like, you know what's ruining the world? It's all this education that's making the humans way too soft.
0: Okay, you know, now that you mention it, there does seem to be a certain anti-intellectualism that lines up with this kind of thinking.
1: Yeah that's what I'm talking about. They're like, oh no, these kids go off to college and they come back all open-minded and considerate of other cultures. And that's not what we raised them to be. And they're like really upset about it. But they're also upset when like they go off to school and become considerate in preschool. And they're like, oh man, all of these participation trophies is one of the proverbial words. We're talking about being too nice to kids to make them not strong enough, but it's really just because they don't understand the ways that they maybe wanted to feel rewarded for their own participation. I don't know. But more importantly, they start, like, getting mad and want to stop the what I would call the Mr. Rogerfication of the youth. And it indoctrinates people to be, like, loving neighbors. Okay, yes.
0: My sense of ennui is, is quite quite out of control right now. And please, Bartleby, tell me, tell me this isn't the conclusion
1: to the episode. Artemis, did you just say that you want this episode to just keep going and going and going? No,
0: I... Look, do you want to end it here on such a dire note? We can do that.
1: Oh, no, no, I don't think I do. But hey, let me just assure you this, that it's like, no, the natural order of people is not might makes right. That's like tigers. Tigers live by those rules. And that's not, that's not how humans live. But there's always going to be some insecure little kids that maybe don't find their security as they get older and continue to inflict their two-year-old perspective on the world. And probably their stunted adolescent perspective when they get into, like, you know, like, politics and stuff.
0: See, there it is. You admit it. This is an episode about politics. I knew it. I knew it. And we're not supposed to be doing these, Bartleby. It's not good for your mental health. Not good for your mental health. Look, we got to
1: talk about all aspects of the human condition. That's what existing is part of and this is about existential stuff and here we are living in a world where everyone's trying to decide what to do as a group and there is a small faction of the group who insists that the thing to do is to just punch each other until the strongest person is the person standing and everybody else has to obey them and well in like a microcosm setting that's i guess kind of true but the reality is that's not a strategy for, like, coming to terms with ourselves as a group and taking care of our group needs. Are you saying you have a strategy? Well, I think the strategy is already under place. First of all, let me just put out on the table the whole observation that in wolf packs there's an alpha and everyone's following the alpha. That was hugely misinterpreted because it turns out everyone was just listening to their mom and dad. And so they're like, just like, oh, those are my parents. And my parents are teaching me how to do stuff in the world. So I'm going to listen to them. And it wasn't about being the alpha. And, like, it's observed in ape species that the person who's in charge of leading where the group goes is just whoever's walking towards food in the most confident manner. Everyone's like, wow, that's confidence right there. I'm going to go follow him. I think I knew about that. Yeah, that's why being a con man works, because the con in con man means confidence, man. And you just fake it until you make it, but you don't ever make it. You make it out of other people's stuff when you take it from them. And that's not nice. And so that is why you're going to find a lot of con men running in the same circles as the wannabe fascists. Like, they have a lot in common. Because there's all these people who are desperately trying to feel like part of something that lines up with the sense of their might-makes-right kind of mentality. And then they find a con artist. And the con artist is like, Hey, I'm going to make you all into the best people. Because just liking me is what makes you the best people. So there, I did it. Hooray for me. And they're like, Wow, that was amazing. I feel really good about myself because I like this guy. And that's all I need to do for this guy to tell me that I'm the best person. Well, after this guy, of course, because he's so confident. Man, we should have him just run the world. That'd be so much better than all of this chaos and unknowns that I have no control of and am deeply afraid of. And the reality is I just need to work in my community as a group and then we can at least have the best shot to survive the chaos that we really have no control of. And that is why those people can totally have that fear and we're going to be here for them on the other side of it. And that's why we're going to be fine.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Bartleby, actually. I, I do feel somewhat relieved now that you mentioned that. Let me just break that down really quickly so I can be sure I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. So the fascists... Want to be fascists. They only really reach their fascist state temporarily because they're, like, fighting for power. So they usually disassemble themselves and fall apart if they ever come into power. So want to be fascist? Okay, right. The want to be fascists,
0: they, uh, they turn to a con man so that the con man can make them
1: believe that their fascist ideals are possible. Yes, exactly. Because you need to have someone who's so far over the top believing in themselves. And it's probably like, you know, last week's episode of Itty Bitty Ego Energy. It's probably a case of that. So they're probably a really insecure person who's overcompensating. And then a bunch of people who are hoping to see some sort of order in the world just latch on. And yeah, it's really pretty simple after that. And why do we have hope? Because we're not going to judge these people. We're going to, like, give them participation trophies. And they'll feel better about it. Trust me, this is going to be awesome. Everybody's going to feel so much better.
0: I don't think you have offered any form of solution.
1: Yeah. So, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. You all are, like, super great. And I just want to emphasize that there would be no Metacosmos without you. Are you talking about Ross? Yeah. Ross! And maybe if, like, somebody else is listening, they perhaps want to, like, speak up too. But, you know, Ross, thanks a lot. You're awesome. And, you know, support for Metacosmos comes from listeners like Ross. And you can become a listener like Ross at patreon.com slash bluefoot. But you know what? We really appreciate any kind of support. So, if you just like give us a rating on whatever app you're listening to this on, like rate us, like a high rating, the highest it goes. I don't think that's necessary. And also, you can like tell your friends about it, and we can all be embarrassed to listen together. That's not how this works. And you could do stuff like go to kineticparanormalsociety.com and explore the website. We have a whole family of podcasts, and they're, like, all awesome in their own way. I think they are measures of awesome, starting
0: at very bad, getting to less bad, and the one that Isaac does with Trish, that one's not bad. It's it's, it's all right. We, We have nothing to do with it, so it's my favorite. Artemis.
1: You need to, like, cheer up because everyone's going to love these podcasts, especially this one. And also, I should say, Metacosmos is produced by Isaac Bluefoot. And Isaac does so much for the show. And that's why you go to his Patreon when you want to support us. So, yeah, you can also listen to his other podcast, Superman, Senneville, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. It's totally cool. Totally awesome. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts and, like, you know, at sennevillepodcast.com. Additional support for Metacosmos comes from Humble Hot Air. You know, go to HumbleHotAir.org and discover something cool that you never listened to before. It's like a journey. So, yeah, thanks for being on this journey with me. I really appreciate it. And Artemis really appreciates it, too.
0: I didn't say that.
1: See? So, yeah. bye bye I love you.
0: I don't appreciate you speaking up for me, Bartleby. I have my own preferences and... You don't appreciate people listening? Well, if they keep listening, then you're going to keep saying we have to do this. No, I'm going to do that anyway.